Welcome to 360 Conversations. This is a podcast featuring powerful conversations with female thought leaders, experts, and founders. We will be digging deep while sharing experience, insights, and tips for busy Generation X women seeking ways to strip back, simplify, live intentionally, and create space for everyday joy. I'm your host, Tamu Thomas, founder of The 360 Brand. This is episode 15, and I'm joined by my friend, Nikki Raby. Nikki is an actress and a coach. She helps small businesses, personal brands, freelancers, and entrepreneurs make their business and life work together like a beautiful blend whilst making money. She's also a speaker, writer, and podcaster. She's had over 100 episodes of her amazing Dreaming and Doing podcast. She uses these platforms and her skills to have the conversations she felt were missing from this new path of life and career blend. In this conversation, Nikki and I are discussing playing big in 2019. Definitely not this hustle, grand, unachievable gesture kind of way. We're talking about taking steps to give ourselves permission to stop waiting and to enjoy playing outside the lines. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, beautiful people. I hope you're doing well. I hope you have eaten all the pies and drank all the Prosecco or all the, what's that again? Um, St. Clements. I mean, it's not Christmas without a St. Clements. And I hope you've had some wonderful connected time with family. Um, I'm here today with somebody I absolutely adore. And I don't mean in that kind of Instagram comment kind of way. I mean, genuinely, really, really love this woman, what she's about, what she stands for, the way she shows up for people, the way she is so supportive, and the way she generously shares magic almost every day via Instagram and her website. And um, in a really tangible, practical way, not this really cheesy, schmaltzy, I'm trying to grow my audience kind of way. It's just really, really real. Um, so yes, let me tell you her name. Her name is Nikki Raby and she is a coach, an actress. She is a, do we say motivational speaker these days? Is that what we say, Nikki? I mean, we can, we, we can. can. We'll, we'll yeah. say speaker, we'll say speaker. Um, she, oh my goodness. She is a podcaster with over 100 episodes. And um, she just does loads. She's absolutely wonderful. So I will now hand over to the very capable Nikki, Nikki Raby. Um, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what you do, even though we should all know already? Yes, I will marry you a thousand times. <laughs> yes. I, will. I will. Do not play you. with me, Nikki. <laughs> I saw the way you looked at me at that event. Seriously. Um, thank you so much for your just kind words and um yeah on a kind of a gloomy Thursday it's so nice to know that what you're doing is connecting with people because that's what's important to me that's what it's all about mm-hmm. um but yeah I am one of those people that is multifaceted or back in the day couldn't make a mind up <laughs> you know it was very much a, a negative connotation I think you know I 
grew up very much that you had to follow follow the leader 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 and um follow that formula of doing the sensible thing but I I managed to avoid that and there have been times where I've been more sensible than others but yeah I do lots of things I trained as an actor 25 years ago I'm a coach so I help businesses um small businesses personal brands freelancers creatives um to create that holistic business that is going to work for them so it may be somebody who goes right I want to set up a skills-based business or an Etsy shop or something like that but I'm all about how you make your business and your life work together I'm not about the hustle or anything like that and um because I've done that and also it doesn't suit me as well Mm. and it gives me anxiety and stress and it takes away from those things that ultimately give me everyday joy live 360 yeah um yeah and then from there the speaking and the writing has come and the podcast because I felt like I was missing the conversations that I was craving. So I wanted to start the podcast three years ago, but then I had a baby who wanted to be awake for three years. So uh, (laughs) three (laughs) entire years. Yeah. I just want to be with you, mummy. So yeah, there was a lot of that kind of going on, but what I was finding was within the life coaching space, it felt unattainable. It felt this kind of hustle grinding type situation. It felt a lot, it felt very masculine. It didn't feel like it was a balance of work and life. And I knew there were people out there who wanted to do things differently and I wanted to talk to them. So yeah, that's kind of where the podcast started of interviewing interesting people who are showing different ways and and also um, a range of different kinds of lifestyles and diversity that's been really important to me in terms of building this platform that I'm not just showing one side of what a woman should be or yeah. what portrayed in the media I found this so much in terms of my acting career that I get so bored of the parts that sometimes I'm put up for because I'm like really or especially commercially you know I'm always having to be the eye-rolling mum who is pulling the chicken out the oven you know thank you know come on come on come and sit down and I'm just like no I want to be the one who's outside and the the man or the woman to be you know it's just um I I'm just craving to shake things up I'm nearly 40 I'm at a really good point in my life of going all right what else is there let's do this a bit differently um I'm loving the conversations that are going on online I think we're really pushing boundaries and asking for more and it's my pleasure to be part of it I love it absolutely and I think that it is so important for us to keep showing up and having these conversations because people on the surface can think oh it's just chat but this just chat is really leading to seismic change and yes on one hand we can feel like it's too little too late but if I think about what I've seen happening even in just the last year with initiatives like um, Mother Pucker's Flex Appeal and um, Pregnant Then Screwed the conversations that we're having, even things like actually, um, I read um, Thrive by Ariana Huffington and I literally inhaled the book because I was like, oh my goodness, this idea of wellness and wonder and all these wonderful um, things that we can quite often 
describe as soft, touchy-feely things, actually looking at that as the third metric of success and actually looking at that like a priority um, spoke volumes to me because like you, I don't gel with the concept of hustle because I tried it and I, you know, made myself feel really insecure and anxious, as you said, um, because of that. So listening to your podcast, for example, is really helpful for me, even if it's something that is on the surface unrelated to what I'm doing, that transferable knowledge, that seeing that, um, you know, there's a white middle class man that has some of the same anxieties that I do about forging a career in the unknown on my own in the wilderness or somebody, you know, who is a real, um, a real influencer like Erica Davies talking about, you know, ways she has to keep herself grounded and remembering that the lifestyle that she's creating isn't a full stop. There's a constant evolution. So it's really dispelling that we've made it or this is how you make it formula. The conversations I hear on your podcast are really reassuring for me because it's really underlining in a really tangible, meaningful way that evolution doesn't stop. Right. And didn't we all think that by the time we got to 18, 19, or we'd have our first pint in the pub that we'd be sorted? It was almost that sense of like, you know, and I've done some coaching at university sometimes, and I've had a little clinic and people come in and go, I go, right, we've got half an hour together. Like, what would you like to do? Because I have this thing that I need to be useful. And you know, there's no point me just waffling on. And they will say, I just kind of need to sort my life out. And you go, oh, gosh, you want to do that in half an hour? Baby booms, what life? (laughs) You just started. Go and date some people that are highly unsuitable for you. Come back to me. It was just, it, and I think that we're we're set up to be like this. We're set up that there's going to be one magical day where not only will we finally feel completely complete and completely complete, but yeah, full and like that's it, and we can draw a line under it. But also, so many of us stay in this limbo of waiting for that perfect time, waiting until that age or until somebody in their family gets ill or until they have that wake up call or whatever it is that we there's almost this um expectation within society that we have to hit rock bottom you know we have to be in the daily mail lying on (laughs) in the gutter (laughs) yeah and and kind of or yeah that that is the the assumption that we have to go there whereas for me I'm just looking I'm looking for a bit of balance and a bit of a blend in my life. You know, I really look at my dad who was very successful when he was working, but I know that probably had he had his time again, or if he was of a different generation, he wouldn't have maybe done what he did. And there are other parts of his personality that he didn't explore because, you know, he had it even worse than me. He was sent to boarding school and he very much had that sort of structure. And I always looked at him that he had 
two very different sides of his personality the working the mr stern type side of the coin where it's like don't phone dad at work or don't dad's working and then almost like a bit of a loon at the office party when he got home that it was like the ties off you know he's cracked open one of those little tinnies like fun dad is back and I know that that works for some people and certainly I'm not one of these multitask mums who you know just kind of works and builds an empire while their child is sleeping on a sheepskin in the middle of the floor like that just doesn't happen I can't I can't do two things at once I need childcare. um I want to have childcare, especially when I'm doing one-to-one coaching things I'm not going to profess that I can do that whilst building a a train set it's just not going to happen but I do want those different um blend within each day I do want to do different things and I don't want to be dreading every Monday and then come Thursday lunchtime being a slightly sugared toddler going oh my goodness it's Friday tomorrow yeah, we're gonna yeah, be yeah, wild yeah, and crazy yeah. so um yeah and I think that this is what we're all craving a little bit more we're, we're craving that flexibility we're craving that freedom of choice and that work does not have to be hard and that we can do a bit more of what we love. But underneath that and underlying that comes a lot of mindset work as well. So, gosh, there was so much in what you what you just said. But um, thinking let's about- talk more about Chris Ravy. <laughs> Let's get him out. Come on, Chris. It's in Come the cupboard. Out. Come on. Um, but I really um, love what you're talking about, about the, the blend and um, about doing the work or doing the things you love um, and acknowledging that um, actually in order to achieve that, there's a lot of mindset work that needs to be done. So thinking about the mindset work, what I'd really like to discuss with you is playing big not playing small playing big um because it's the end of the year lots of people will be thinking about what they want 2019 to look like I am certainly thinking about what I want 2019 to feel like Mm -hmm. um and it can be quite daunting um And the reality is that these things, whether it's how you want to feel, what you want it to look like, what you want to achieve, how successful you want it to be, whatever success means to you, requires planning and it requires um, specificity. Specificity, Mm -hmm. yes. Um, So I'm thinking when, when we talk about what, how we want to feel or how we want to achieve or, you know, when we talk about what we want to achieve in the next five years or whatever the timeline is, there's a tendency for us to be quite nebulous. And I know from my experience of saying, yeah, in five years, I want to have a multi-million pound business, but not actually having any flesh on the bones of that. It's just led me to nowhere, like it's been like a, a Ferris wheel. So I wanted to know... How can we become more specific about how we want to feel, look, show up, etc.? And how can we then translate that into an actionable plan? Mm. Well, I do, I do 
I always try and because I've tried the gold books. I mean, how many notebooks have we all bought in life and, <laughs> and started ideas or how many travel cards have I got, a, you know, a multi-million pound idea on? And something that I've been really working with recently is actually giving myself um, the permission to have a home for my ideas. So I always used to think like I used to run out of the shower and go, gosh, I've got to get it done. I've got to get it written down. And I would just write it on a scrap of piece of paper and that scrap of piece of paper would turn into a pile. And then suddenly everything would be a bit scattered. And one one day I sort of realized that I was only doing half. I was only doing step one of two. So I was capturing the idea, but I wasn't doing anything with it. So I always felt like I was in creation mode. So these days what I do is I have I've gone A4, not A5. So I have places where I can really capture ideas properly because I like to draw or I like to spread things out or mind map. But certainly when I'm working with my clients, I try and think about these three pillars of vision, strategy and mindset. So pretty much we all know uh, if we allow ourselves to have that time and space. But probably as I'm saying it, you're already thinking, oh, actually, yeah, there are this, this, this and this that I want to do. But getting really clear on what that vision is like, where are you going? What are you doing? What does an ideal day look like? How does your week split? Um, how do you want to be talking to your partner or what kind of partner would you like? Do you want a new one, not the one that you have already? <laughs> um, what do family adventures look like for you? What do what does self-care look like for you? What um, what does time on your own look like? And really getting clear about what does that look like and how can you tell if you're doing it? So I do have those moments sometimes where I have to take a moment and stop and going, oh, I'm in it. I've created the moment that I was looking for. And then, of course, you know, something wild will go wrong in the house or something like that. Like it's it's not like that all the time. But for example, last week I was uh, able to go to my son's nursery party and I could see the children whose parents weren't there. And it just kind of I mean, I was just a bit tired and emotional anyway, but it sort of broke my heart a little bit. And I just thought. I'm not going to be available to do every single thing in his life. Of course, I'm not sending, setting myself up for a fall. But to have that flexibility to be able to move things in my week, that's really important. So getting clear on that vision is crucial because success will look like, I mean, what happens usually is when I ask my clients to do this, they start writing things that we're expected to maybe like, like the handbag or the fancy shoes, you know, like all the things that we're given as women, like the notebook with a a handbag on or the pen with some bejeweled, whatever. Like I can't, I've got, I can't write with that. Like I need a, I need a functional biro. Um, but so getting clear on what that vision looks like, then thinking about that strategy, what how are you going to get from a to b what's the time scale on it what does that look like in a daily way what does that look like consistently maybe then looking at what help do you need to support what do you also need to let go so the kind of the strategy is much more logistically like how are we going to get from a to b how is this going to go uh, with ease and flow mm-hmm. 
And then the third bit, which I never, ever realized was this mindset thing. I only realized it was mindset when I was, you know, crying in a car park and kind of and having that <laughs> moment of going or, or that moment where sometimes things happen and you go, oh, my gosh, I'm here again. What? How have I got myself Nikki. in that pitfall? Oh, yes. my goodness. And it's like, for goodness sake, how many times do I need to learn this lesson before, you know, before I get there? How and many? On the flip side, so in the pre-call, I was sharing with Nikki um, about how I haven't been slowing down to take stock of what I have done and how that has felt. So I haven't been connecting what I've been doing with how, with, with the feeling mm. and because I can see that I'm like that felt friggin awesome but because I wasn't allowing myself to do that I was tricking myself into oh my gosh here we go again when actually it wasn't even here we go again yes wasn't that and it's so I wish they taught this at school I mean hopefully we'll be able to educate our children you and me Tammy um as children we're gonna have to get um but we're we're in a different conversation now which is exciting because we are realizing and unpicking these rules and these hidden rules that we've always been abiding or not or Mm. pushing the boundaries of what is expected of us and this kind of shows up in lots of different ways for my clients that sometimes there is this either or conversation like I can be I can be a good mum or I can have a successful career I can be a loving wife or I can completely sacrifice myself. Um, It pops up again and again. And it's not usually an either or. It's kind of, we're cutting off all the different portions of our lives. And we have to, you know, we are women of a certain age that we are pulled in all kinds of different directions. You know, we're looking after older parents. We're doing things with younger children. We're trying to do things for us. Some of my friends are having marital issues. You know, we're in this real time of reflection as well. So mindset piece that I often do is helping people recognize their patterns, their habits, those sort that self-sabotage, which pops up again and again. I was talking to a client earlier and she was saying, I'm always that person that gets so far and then things just sort of trail off. And so we did a lot of work around that of like, why? How do you know this? Well, because of da, 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 da. and she just sort of created these patterns and she'd maybe only done it a couple of or, or two or three times. But suddenly she was associating with that as part of her personality, almost like it was a done deal. That's identity. Yeah. And I think a lot of these things run very deep from our position in our family to what people said to us at school or, um, who whether we were good enough or not good enough or short or tall or or whatever or situations we found ourselves in Mm. and it's it, it kind of it stays um yeah I was thinking about this the other day that I was I can't it's an odd kind of conversation to have but to kind of go there that when we were at school of getting into early relationships with with men 
there was this expectation to be the one who would, you know, give him what he wanted or whatever. And it was still very much that fine line of like, well, it's not rape because you were there and you committed to it. But a lot of times I certainly feel like there were times where we didn't question things and we just thought that it was the norm and we just went along with it. So I think there's definitely a time for bringing up conversation around all kinds of things where just because this has always been the way doesn't mean that it has to yeah yeah and i I was in sainsbury's am i allowed to swear on this yes it's it's for adults (laughs) (laughs) oh what you don't want me to sing head shoulders knees and toes we can come on five six seven eight (laughs) But I was in Sainsbury's the other day and I heard this man say to his, I don't know what their relationship was or their background, and he called her a dirty slag. And it did something to my body where I was like, oh, what is that? And she sort of, she laughed along with it. And it just made me think, gosh, there is still... And, you know, you sort of kindly say, I talk about things personally and bring conversations, but I just think, my goodness, there's so much going on behind closed doors that we don't know about. There's so many times where we're torn down or we're not felt good enough, or especially this time of year around Christmas. Are you still doing your business? Are you still I doing your it? post that you put Have up the other the day cap- about people asking you if you're ready for Christmas? Yeah. What's that mean? Three- I Well, I had three women in one day sort of disgusted at the fact that I wasn't ready for Christmas in November and judging me as a woman. And I just thought, oh, my goodness, like I'm 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 cooking some other shit behind the scenes that you haven't even seen yet. So um, November have her moment, please. Exactly. Can I just pause for one minute? Because Matt is just about to start washing up and I need to tell him not to. One second. He's devastated. Oh. <laughs> anyway, he'll he'll find a way. He'll find a way. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Where were we? Um. Ready for Christmas? Being judged. Yeah, I'm ready for Christmas. Have its moment. And people still putting that onus on women to do all of Absolutely, the things. Absolutely, because I'm sure they weren't asking Jack Smith if he was ready. No, he's never ready. He's a shambles. <laughs> he just turns up on Christmas Day. It does. Yeah. And then he'll go. And, and those efforts, you know, I watched my mum run around and have family for days yeah. days yeah. to come and yeah. you know when are we eating today again what's yeah. the program yeah. and until that shift happens where things become a bit more even or things are dropped yeah. like I am not worried about what my napkins look like or what my theme for Christmas is. Like we're all fe- we're all getting fed. We're all sitting around the table. Grateful, grateful, grateful. Happy days because mm-hmm. I know so many people are not in that situation. So it's and until we shift from that moment of it all being on the woman to do all the things, the women, the businesses, and the empires that we want to build 
they're going to still remain insignificant. Absolutely, absolutely. I remember in in, um, Thrive, Arianna Huffington talking about women that were very senior in the city, in whatever um, industry they were working in, um, people questioning their sanity to a degree it felt like when she didn't say that but that's what it felt like when um, I was reading because these women were um, having children um, and realizing that they couldn't have children and raise them the way they wanted to and continue in their career because Mm. the expectation was that they continue in their career as if they hadn't had children um so there were women that were leaving their career because they didn't have an option um some of them started something else some of them uh, were just taking a break and I just think what an absolute shame because I think there is so much that we can offer through the different stages of our life and it doesn't just need to be about women who have decided or have become mothers because not all of us do and want to um but wouldn't it be um beautiful if we could see the merit in appreciating what different life stages and phases bring to the workplace because I think if there were more people who were dispelling this notion that you need to live at work to be productive we would create more and more workplaces that structure employment in a way that actually works for people as well as people working for them because what is better than an employee or business person that is happy in what they're doing they're going to be so much more productive they're going to be more joyful they're going to you know contribute to the team in so many ways and once we start to see ourselves in other people at every stage then we we know that we're welcome there yeah. we know that that's a possibility yeah. it's not just the old white man in his 60s yeah. and it's not just the 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 funky chicken who's 21 yeah. and you know that we're seeing different things and we're we're bringing all of that conversation to the table always absolutely absolutely and I find that sometimes with advertising when I'm acting I'm just like gosh that's what you think a woman is that's worrying to me because that's going mainstream that's what you think happens and it's because I don't I don't know where it falls down I don't know if it's because it's research or jumping to conclusions or that sense of like what do you do all day like mum stuff Do you know what I think is, I think it's, and I I will say this word, I think it's laziness. I think that there's been a formula that's been created. No one was really challenging it for a long time. In fact, people were trying to live up to that standard. So people just aren't thinking. And if if these places that think, these think tanks, let's call them, that think about these ideas, that develop these narratives, if there is nobody within there that is saying, actually, that may be what we portrayed in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, but now it is different. We're mm. going to get the same over and over and over again, and then it will be left to social media to call people out and independence to offer an alternative for bigger corporations to see that there's a different path. Yeah, and that kind of eye-rolling, fun-sucking mother of like, don't worry, I'll pick up the shoes, the yeah. sort of the martyr, yeah. the slave figure. Um, yeah, my mum just refused to bring up gormless children who were incompetent of putting their shoes away or because also because she worked 
we if you forgot your football kit, not that I was paying football, but if my brother did, then you've got to go without. Sorry, kid. Like, because there's no logistic way where you can leave your work and come and drive. So I think that sense of responsibility is really important to instill in kids as well to be self-sufficient and I think sometimes those kids who are at the creative helm maybe did have that indulgence or did have that but that's that to me is not what a mother figure looks like already I want my son I mean he's three so we have to keep it slightly (laughs) in context but he does know the way to Finsbury Park on the bus and he knows the landmarks because not that I'm going to be expecting him to do it on his own anytime soon, but I want him to have that awareness yeah. of his surroundings, what's going on, being safe, being responsible for yeah. yourself yeah. and taking care of yourself and not just being like, oh, I'm terrible with numbers, me, or like, I that. Yeah. Lost. And it's, it's, it's interesting what you were saying earlier on about waiting. I, I touched on this in a conversation I had um for um, this podcast with um, a lady called Jennifer McFarlane, who is on uh, social media as the, um, I can't remember, money something or the other. But anyway, she she was talking about waiting. And I was like, oh my goodness, yes. Because if, so you were talking about waiting earlier on, and I'm thinking about the fact that we've woken up to waiting. We can't leave advertising companies to continue to advertise in this way. We cannot live in a system where we're not challenging employers to be more creative in how they structure their employment and also Mm -hmm. business owners we can't keep waiting in this area thinking that we've got to be um nose to the grindstone all the time to be profitable and in the conversation I was having the money medium that's her her Instagram handle in the conversation I I was saying um if I was waiting for a bus and the bus wasn't running or there was some major problem, I wouldn't continue waiting. I would find another route. And it reminds me of what somebody said about the lean startup, where it talked about having a look at your business, listening to your business and pivoting accordingly. We need to pivot. Yeah. We can't just keep waiting. And I think that sometimes linking it back to playing big, sometimes we can do the opposite of playing big because we're so set in this it has to be this particular formula. We're waiting for something to change, not realising that we need to be the people that do the changing or we need to do the changing as opposed to the thing. Yes. Oh, and you have to you have to get to that point of I'm doing this anyway. And I guess for years I was waiting for that validation. Like, oh my goodness, they picked me or I got the job or I made it. And now if, or on on the flip side, like, oh, it didn't work out. So maybe I should do something else. But now I'm much more a driver of my own. For many years, I waited for somebody to give me permission or say yes or offer me the job or to say that now my type or my um, character was like accepted. You know, I remember there was a time where Boots back in the day would never use a redhead because it wasn't associated with beauty. And then suddenly it was. And I was in like I was in for Boots every day. It was just, it suddenly became a shift. And um, they started talking about um, 
yeah, just kind of hair care and all of that sort of stuff. And then suddenly I saw a shift in advertising that suddenly you just saw a lot of redheads and it wasn't like with the glasses being bullied. It was like, oh no, she can be attractive even though, you know, poor thing. Um, And it's been interesting talking about playing big because one of my words for this year was emerge. It was very much about emerging and really showing up and, encouraging myself to play big on a bigger scale and that of course is deeply deeply triggering and brings up all of your stuff but also it has given me this sense of what now and bringing people on who are going to help me and I have had some meetings that I thought would go brilliantly that I thought that was the person who was going to take me to that next level but bizarrely and bravely I'm saying this that I had a sense sometimes like they're not they're not enough they're not enough actually what I'm doing by myself is enough because I I know what it takes and it's it's yeah it, it has it has left me thinking about a few things because I I can't just buy into the sales pitch, you know, like, yeah, we're going to make you get you this much money or we're going to do that. It's like, yeah, but what are you going to do? You understand me as a person. Mm -hmm. And what is this connection like? And do we respect each other? And how do you operate in business? Are you are you nice to your assistant? Mm. Do you are you clear in your emails? Mm. Are you going to represent me the way that I want to be represented and my brand? And, you know, I mean, this is the thing when you work with people and you go to playing big to the next thing that you have to make sure that it's done in a way that still reflects you. Cause I've seen it in the opposite way where sometimes I've met management and I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're awful. And then sometimes you meet the, the star or the person behind it and actually, they're quite sweet and timid and very accommodating. And you want to say, like, why are you with them? Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And what you're saying about the mindset stuff, that's so important because we can do all the things and then we can actually put into the world what we desired and what we intended to do. But because we haven't done the mindset work about being enough, Mm. which is why I loved that you were saying actually are they enough because I know that I am enough when you haven't done that work about you being enough which is kind of where I am at the moment and which is why I'm really taking some time out over this festive period to really think about myself and look at what practices I need to integrate what has happened to me is that I've done the stuff about getting out of the creative mode and into the um, production side of things and and producing, but actually taking stock and actually registering how I feel and actually understanding that me in my entirety is enough is something I've done in a haphazard way. So the accolades and the celebration has been as overwhelming as Mm. the oh shit I could have done a bit better um so literally I will put the the thing that has blown my mind recently is I will share a podcast so I'll put it up the night before and I share the information 
early doors the day that it's out say let's just say seven o'clock in the morning by 8 30 I've got dms or I've got friends messaging me about what they're taking away from a podcast episode because they're listening to it on their commute Sometimes when I see those messages or those DMs coming in, I have to ignore them because I feel the same level as of anxiety as when I've done something wrong, in inverted commas. And that's all because I've been so focused on the doing that I haven't taken time to appreciate. And that, when uh. I drill down, is because I had such a long period of time of being stuck I've been so focused on creating, I haven't done the other part. So I've just moved from the overwhelm of feeling like I ain't shit to the overwhelm of, oh my goodness, people are getting, I'm actually doing what I said to myself I was going to do. And it's the same thing, but just in a different outfit. Exactly. And we all have these patterns of, you know, whether it's overeating, undereating, um, overwhelm anxiety bad relationships indulging in things that are not moving our lives on often it is that same Mm. it's that same thing but in a different guise and we think that it's different but it it may not be but it's it's wonderful that you have surrounded yourself in this community where people will tell you that you are heard and seen and what you are doing is of value. And that took me a long time to really find those people because being different and ambitious at school, and that's not to say that other people weren't, but they had different dreams for me. And what I wanted to do wasn't as tangible. It didn't tick a box. I mean, I, it was my LinkedIn profile is basically like somebody's thrown up over it. Because <laughs> it's just like, yeah, sure, I can do all these things. And, but yeah, I still get these kind of marketing monsters coming like, hey, Nikki, tell us more about you. I'm like, how long have you got, Steve? Who are you? Exactly. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> but it's... um. It took me a long time to really step into that of like, it's actually okay to be different and want to do your own thing. And there will be always a lot of noise. If you're walking outside the lines, if you're saying, I don't know, no to a girls weekend, or you're wearing something different, or you're the one in the group who is attracting the male attention, usually we're taught that that is seen as a threat or a competition whereas actually it really isn't like let's just do all our own thing Mm -hmm. and um I've noticed a lot of Instagram conversations of women supporting women until they don't exactly (laughs) until their light is shining far too brightly for you and you cannot adjust your your vision um I want to, so when I'm when I'm going to be doing my work over the festive period, one of the things I'm going to utilize is something that you've I've heard from you, which is the be do have exercise. For those that don't know, could you talk us through what that is? Yes. Well, it's it's not something I invented, although if you haven't heard of it, I did. Um, <laughs> I it came to me in a dream. Um, no, it uh, is a well-known coaching tool that I use. It was taught to me. Blah blah blah. I do have other coaching tools though that are my own, and I will be shouting about those later. No, um, please do. Okay, be do have. It's good at that initial stage of 
getting out of the traditional wish list of the first class travel, the beach lifestyle, whatever success is kind of shown to us online. So you write three columns on a piece of paper. The first one you title be, the second do, and the third have. And it's a good way of brainstorming your ideas, but having a bit of a formula to follow. So in the first, you would write down everything you want to be. So it might be a present mum or um, be the leader of your team at work or be the person that sets up a charity. But really where the magic of this, ex- and likewise with do, it could be a skydive mm-hmm. or um, the festive jam that you want to have <laughs> for Christmas, that Tammy was promising as well. Um, and then likewise with the have as well. But the interesting bit for me is when you get to out of the generic of, I just want to be a successful business owner, for example, you then go deep and you go, so what does this mean to me? What does it look like? What am I doing? What does my weekly schedule look like? How am I feeling? Do I have a team? And really look at what the moving parts of that Oh, it's almost like looking at a blank space and going, I just need a machine that will make me this. But then really understanding what those components look like, how they're moving together. Are they working smoothly? Are there for me? Definitely. There are certainly seasons of my um work so when I talk about successful um business owner for me it's not about always being in the grind it is that ability to have time where I'm in launch mode and I'm in active hi 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 and then there's times where I let my introvert self have its wicked way with me and we can stay (laughs) home and watch telly and have a lovely time um and also as well what that does for your life so successful business owner for me some of that is passive income that I feel really passionate about Mm -hmm. that it's not just working nine to five that but then sometimes it is doing a few emails whilst I watch Strictly on a Saturday night because I mean let's face it I'm not going to a club so um, (laughs) reality reality so I don't mind doing that sometimes because it frees up other time in the week so Yeah, getting to know what that detail looks like for you is absolutely queen. Yeah, yeah, I I, I really like that. And change can feel really slow and you can feel like you're stuck. So say, for example, the thing that you want to be, you want to achieve is, you know, this wildly successful entrepreneur if you've got that goal in mind and you're so focused on that goal, you can lose sight of the little changes that are taking place all the way through. And those are the things for me that keep me going so that I remember that I'm not stuck because mm-hmm. because I am, and I've said this so many times, but because I am still attached to this, my output equals my worth kind of thing. And I'm, I'm trying to let it go. Unless I actually see that result, I can feel like, oh, well, I'm not doing anything. How how can we, what can we do when we are in that transition that leads to that ultimate change that we want to achieve, be, do, whatever? How can we acknowledge the little changes that are occurring? 
I track them every day. I'm a real geek. So I track metrics on an app called Stride. So I track my podcast um, episode uh, metrics. So I would set like a goal of how long I how many plays I want and then I can sort of see it going up in that way Mm. I track things like if I'm doing a run so I might say like right this month I want to do two runs (laughs) like 15 runs yeah um then I track it every day and it's the sticker chart thing for me it's like oh my goodness I'm actually doing that so for those tangible measurable things that really works well but I also have another book which is in front of me which is a sort of like a journal notebook and I think this thing of like I just journal a little bit before I go to bed sometimes I can barely like take my eye makeup remover off let alone string a proper sentence together so what I have are these kind of headers which have sort of really worked for me where I have things like what I've done well today and will write those things um or sometimes I'll have a title that says um evidence that shows things that are on their way and that's really lovely. So sometimes it's those little signs. Sometimes it's actually tracking. It's a it's a no or it's a not right now, but this looks interesting. So sometimes we can put our pressure on ourselves that it's only clear if that things are happening if we get an absolute yes. But sometimes people could read something that you've written or you pitch or whatever, and it's just not the right time, but they've heard it, they've clocked it, they've understood it. And so you have to see that as evidence as well, that it's on the page. Because if one person gets it in that way, other people will. Um, I do have an everyday joy section as well. Because I think it finds me, it keeps me really grounded. And it keeps me... um, it keeps me focused on what is actually in the here and now because the five-year plan or the big vision, it can just sometimes feel overwhelming, especially yeah. if you're tired or hormonal oh, or all of the above. It yeah. can be tricky. Yeah. Um, another thing that I do as well is I actually write a wish list of things that I want to buy. So um, I think about the upgrades that I want to make in my life, but I also think about the things that I want to declutter. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm sure we have we all have these things where it's like gosh I could never get rid of that or that's I've always used the free version of this software I could never pay 20 pounds a month to like (laughs) actually do that we all do it like can I really do this trial again under a different email address like we've all done this kind of playing small thing but there are certainly um, things for me and certainly as we go into the next year of me writing that wish list and going, OK, so I want to have more staff. What does that look like? Yeah. How much do I have to pay them? Yeah. How do, how is this going to work? Yeah. And we're about to hopefully get our 30 free hours of childcare, which will be absolutely game changing because yeah. at the moment it feels like I'm just giving them some of my organs every month it's just ridiculous but it's not ridiculous because people need to be paid what they're paid but it feels like a huge it's a huge amount yeah it's a huge amount to kind of um yeah to factor in but the fact that we might end up having these free 30 hours it's like okay so what do I do with that money now because it would be easy to buy a couple of takeaways or like do this this and this but let's honor that money and yeah. let's see where it will support my vision and my dream treat it like a seed rather than yes yeah no I, I get that totally um and that takes me nicely into 
um, you talking about, um, well, me reading a blog post of yours entitled What to Do When You Have a Tricky Business Month. I just wondered if you could share a few of those insights, because I think sometimes, um, and I am guilty of this, something can be tricky, not because it's rubbish, but simply because um, it might not be the time or, you know, whatever. How do you, what can you share with us about um, what we can do when we have a tricky business month rather than decide to go and apply for a job at Waitrose? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, which that my application has been declined at this time, but I'm hoping it will be reconsidered. Um, yeah, 2019, I'm changing career, I'm abandoning it all. Um, well, I think the more that you do this, the more that you have a business, the more you get to know yourself and the rhythm. So you get to know the rhythm of the year of when your clients are coming, when they're available, when you work best, what you need, Mm -hmm. and you start to plan for that a little bit. Now, last year, 2017, I had a really quiet August, and I kind of presumed that it was going to be the same in 2018. And it was, it was, I mean, you know, my clients were like, okay, back in four weeks, I'm off to the south of France. I was like, great. Oh, great. Oh, I should have done I shouldn't be in the south of France but I was getting so many emails from my own clients going the ones that were sort of staying around going nothing's happening I sent that pitch that like you told me to and I haven't heard back or like I I've put this launch out or put this offer out and I haven't sold any and I wanted to write that because I felt really passionate about it because I could see these women disputing their hard work and questioning it and um, questioning their own abilities as well. Like, oh, maybe this actually isn't meant for me. Maybe I should give it all up. And what I wanted to say is sometimes it isn't just the right time. It's like, even if you're the best personal shopper in the world, you're not going to do your best personal shopping on Christmas day because the shops are shut. So like, just gather your thoughts, gather your credit cards yeah. and like go the next day. It's yeah. that you will win in the in the Boxing Day sale. So I think sometimes as well, especially if we're doing things out of our comfort zone, we can find any excuse to play in the old stories, any excuse to go back there. Mm-hmm. And when you're feeling having a bad business month, isn't that the time when you get that massive bill that you're not expecting? Isn't that yeah. time when you're like, oh, I, I did that yearly payment last August. Oh, brilliant. I yeah. have to renew the whole thing yeah. now. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it's one of those things of giving yourself that permission to go, it's nothing personal. Let's just break the cycle. It will be fine and step away from it in that way. And don't let yourself kind of swim in that madness. Sometimes swimming in that madness is enjoyable, though. <laughs> oh, I am fat. I'm like a mermaid in that madness. Oh dear, um, Nikki, I'm gonna, you know, sadly be drawing to a close. But before I do, on this beautiful conversation, um, what 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 do you read? What have you listened to that's assisted you in your blended ebb and flow career? 
Yes. And also, I'd just say that none of this is perfect by any means. I don't want anyone to think that I've got this figured out because it changes all the time. And there are a lot of ugly cries still along the way. So <laughs> it is being Ooh, my coach, yeah. but also, yeah. I, I think I feel all the things. That's why I guess I'm good at my job because I feel all the things and I've been there too. And I'm still very rooted with that girl, that woman who didn't know any of the things. Yeah. Like I moved to London to start an acting career and I'd never met another actor before. Like I'd never yeah. met somebody who actually made money from it. It was not. So it, in a way it was a really foolish decision. <laughs> but it is those things where you kind of look back and you go, gosh, I've, come a long way um the what was the question sorry Um, I was asking about what you read listen to to support you yeah well I read all the kind of the standard things the a lot of the high profile business development books and um self-development and but I do you know what I really like as well is I like a lot of those documentaries about like Things like the Stacey Dooley things where I really make sure that I'm understanding what is going on in the world outside my four walls. I mean, that fascinates me as an actor as well Mm -hmm. from a kind of people psychological perspective of what makes people tick. But Mm -hmm. I've always had this thing that I want to play in other playgrounds and not just play in my own circle so sometimes when I need like when I needed help with my branding I didn't go to a branding coach who works with coaches I went to somebody I went to this workshop and she works in the hair and beauty um, industry so she's going this image of Kate Moss in the little slip dress in the 90s I'm like oh I know that that. oh okay yeah So it's really, for me, that's what lights me up because otherwise if I'm just trying to reenact what somebody else has done and follow the formula, that's when I set myself up for failure because already I feel like I've lost. Whereas if I do it much more on my terms, it's going to be much easier to do that and that's where I get my inspiration. So um, also is the spice of life after all. Right, exactly. And also, I give myself permission to turn off all the inspiration and motivation. So when I'm in a big creation mode, I turn off all notifications, I hide things, I mute things, I don't read any books, because it's too consuming for me. That's so important. You know, I said a few weeks ago, I was saying that um, I'm going to stop reading development books I love development books whether it's personal development or business development but I'd got to a point where I was like shit what's mine which Mm. which which bit of what I'm saying is actually mine generated from me yeah it's all good being influenced we are all are um influenced but it was literally like shit I don't know where Oprah ends and I begin I mean they're so you're so close I mean you're practically the same person well hello (laughs) with your wisdom she's learned a lot from you to be honest she was saying this to me the other day she's learned a lot from you she was saying exactly exactly (laughs) and Oprah anytime you require more nuggets and insights I'm available absolutely it is really my phone on a Sunday when you're having a day of rest Oprah like respect 
Absolutely. But, but for, for that for that everyday joy, it's really important to shut all of that off because I was saying the other day that um, my my word of 2019 are two words, fun and wonder. Because in all of this development, I totally lost sense of what I do just for me, not me as a mum, not me looking after somebody else who needs to have fun because that helps their development because they're a child. But I had lost the set, my sense of what is fun. And also, you know, I, I say that I'm, you know, 50-50 analysis and wonder, but I think I'm probably way more wonder than I am analysis, but have conditioned myself out of wonder and constantly overturning things looking left and right looking for the evidence sometimes just go along with it you don't need you don't need the research the theory all of that caper just just go well and research is sometimes a form of procrastination like if you stay (laughs) (laughs) well isn't it that thing it's like we can just live like in this sort of pool of research and not make any decisions because, you know, I had this with a client earlier. She said, oh, gosh, but when I make a decision, I'm going to have to do it. Who child. I was like, yeah, you do, mate. You do. Yeah. And that's that's when the work begins. Because yeah. otherwise we can all stay in the, I'm going to do this. I'm de- definitely, especially this time, definitely this year, this year. This year, I, I 2019, am man, it's gonna be my yeah. year. You you won't see me for dust. Like <laughs> like this is the year, and you're like, I don't know what you mean though. Like, are you really? Yeah. Uh, but that's when it's that's the moment where you start because we all think that dipping your toe is the research in the water. It's not. You're still on the beach. You're still on the sand in the research thing. Until and, until you make a decision, that's when you get in the water. You're making me feel like I've walked back in the room with my skirt tucked in my tights. <laughs> I oh, Nikki, you are a joy. You um, are. Do you have anything coming up that we need to, well, need to, that would be of service to us? Is there anything you have that would be of interest to people developing stuff hatching stuff yeah I'm I'm doing I thought about this for next year because I do have a big creation sort of thing but I'm going to create two new things for this year so for January I'm doing a a resource like every day so usually we think that by January the 7th it's like oh gosh I've got my head in the mince pies again now so like (laughs) I'll give it all up so I was really interested in that sense of providing like a daily service, a daily thing to do to keep people sort of going. So I'm going to be doing that in January. And another thing that I'm really passionate about is sharing how and launching this new course. uh, Well, there's sort of two things. One is around visibility, because I want to show how people can publicly speak and share and use their voice and say what they mean unapologetically. So I've got something around visibility that I'm working on. And also another one around working smartly. So not just burning yourself out by getting huge clients, but diversifying your income streams, um, thinking about how you can 
you can mark it without being in the room. So mm. really streamlining everything because so many people think that they have to do this bespoke experience every single time and even before any money has been exchanged. Whereas if you put that groundwork in of like, have I pulled together all my testimonials? Have I got a page on my website that shows that I can actually do the job? Or another big one, where am I always doing free work and not charging? Where am I discounting and not um, not showing up for my true worth? Yeah. And there could be so many things. And I see it all the time with clients. People are leaving money on the table because they're somebody will say, can I pick your brains? Can I ask you a couple of questions? And actually a couple of questions always takes an hour. And quite often, and I've done this as favors for family or people that I've known sometimes, they're not, re they're not ready for the answers that I have, or they're not ready for my questions. They're not prepared in that kind of way. And this is one thing that I've really realized over the last few years as I've been emerging, um, <laughs> is that my time is really precious. And the people that I want to work with and the people that I attract, they are ready and they show up and looks, you know, look sharp, good to go. And they are the open book of yeah. like, let's make this happen. Yeah. And so I know obviously that is not affordable to everybody as well, but I did. So that's why I want to create some sort of other things that people can use and still get a huge benefit from. Yeah. So yeah. it's, um, it's an interesting, exciting time as well, but I do feel this year there have been times times where it's felt really hard and even though I say that I don't like hustle it has felt very grinding at times it has felt like there's been a a lot of moments of like oh okay right pull your socks off get back on get back up and it's feel hard but on the flip I kind of feel like next year I will sort of see some of the fruits of my labor and I'll see those sprouting up and I'll be like you know in like in March like oh great oh yeah I emailed last yeah, year yeah. And, oh, it's, 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 it's what you were saying can't remember where I saw you saying this but you were talking about it being seasonal and I guess you know you don't have to be hustling but you know look at nature agriculture whatever you need to prepare the soil you need to toil you need to plant your seeds you need to nurture them before you can harvest exactly. so I guess it's it's that that continuation um so this daily service in uh, January where can people access that you can go to nikkiraby.com forward slash 2019 as in the numbers mm. um and there's some nice kind of like little gifts for 2019 I think there can be such pressure at this time of year that everybody's got a goal book or everybody's got a thing or whatever. And the number of times where I see people, I've done it myself, we just buy more and more kind of goal books, but we don't really use them because after about day three, it gets a bit and the Arduous. thing is, it's bloody written in them, so you can't re-gift them to anybody else. Oh, it's <laughs> annoying, isn't it? Like, oh, here we go. Um, um, fortunately, they didn't include the 1st of the 3rd of January, <laughs> but um, happy Christmas for next year in the wrong oh, year. dear, dear, dear. Yes. Um, and, and do you know what? Do what works for you with exactly. this whole New Year's resolution. My goodness. If, if January's not your time, don't worry. January is not my new year. I know my new year is spring. I was yeah. speaking to somebody just yesterday. She said her new year is September. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
and also Christmas doesn't have to be the best time of the year. I'm sure some people will be listening to that. Wonderful time of the year. (laughs) Going, I can't bloody wait for the kids to go back to school and get some normality and like get some rhythm back in the family and only spend it with the people that they want. You know, I think ignoring the societal expectations that we have to be singing and dancing I mean I mean I will be singing and dancing over Christmas <laughs> of but um, no I but think it's, it's your choice it's my choice exactly yeah. and um, yes but thank you thank you very much Nikki um I'm I, I well it's what's the date today the 20th of December I've promised to take my daughter Christmas shopping if I was not duty bound I would literally be doing some kind of omming charm chanting <laughs> tapping and then journaling on what we have discussed particularly around the um vision strategy mindset thing and the be do have just 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 fleshing out just giving myself giving myself the permission to be detailed because mm-hmm. it will give me structure so Thank you, everybody. Yes, I have duped Nikki into coming onto this podcast to give me a coaching session. (laughs) And I hope that it has been a real benefit to you because, yeah, this is really helpful stuff, Nikki. Thank you. You're so welcome. One last thing I was going to say is sometimes we're frightened about putting detail because it seems a little bit old, like like a princess thing, like a bit demanding to list all the things that we want. But do you know what? It just makes it easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes it easier. And it may not turn up in the way that you expect it to, but it will definitely give you a flying start to start to look and seek out what it is that you want and bring it into your life. Oh, brilliant thank you so much for your time nikki thank you for having me i've loved it oh and have a merry christmas oh merry christmas (laughs) thank you thank you for listening to 360 conversations i appreciate you sharing your precious time with my guest and i i hope you found the episode useful i'd be so grateful if you could rate and review my podcast like an increasing number of our digital experiences the algorithms rule your feedback will assist me reaching a wider audience and i'd really love to have more women being privy to or joining these conversations the feedback i get following each episode is beautiful and tells me more women could benefit as always i'd love to keep the conversation going you can join me by commenting on the podcast show notes on my website or via social media at live360 i hope to engage with you soon Podcast produced by me, Tammy Thomas. Podcast music produced by James Anderson. Take care.